0: Hey guys, this is our thing that we put on our fridges. It's our six things we've locked in to pray for the next season. You already know that we do that. We've been doing that. And these are the ones. We're preaching through them. I'm actually preaching through the the second one right now. They're on the stage. If you have a fridge, you can grab one of these. And I mean, it's it's amazing what it does. It'll stay right up on that fridge. It'll be right up on that fridge. And then you can even, you can read it and pray it. It's awesome. And then God will answer it. Because when two or three gather together and pray in accordance with our will? No, no, we like that though. All right, so I'm gonna get my notes now and then I'm gonna start and you guys are awesome. Before service today, we were in there, we do a prayer at, um, at 9.45 every week with anybody who's involved in service and every week it's like God stirs me a little differently. So today I asked people, all right, I want you to, one thing you wanna see God do today, let's pray and ask him if he would speak to us. We believe we're his sheep, he speaks to his sheep and then one person. So, I just made a list of the things that we thought God was trying to do in this environment today. We're we're here, right? We're in this environment right now, right? So, let's this is what we thought God would be doing. Encouragement. We had some carabiners, so check. Just kidding. Hope. Who would like more hope? Amen. Rest. Who needs rest? Americans to enjoy today. Who would just like to enjoy today? When's the last time you like laughed, like belly laughed? That to me is my favorite thing because if you're able to truly belly laugh, there's nothing else you're thinking about. You're fully present in that moment. A full out laugh. Everybody just laugh real quick. (laughs) Do the corporate chuckle. (laughs) Searching. That was kind of a weird one, but I like it. (laughs) So searching, who in here is searching? And you feel like you still haven't found what you're looking for. You want to run, you want to hide, you want to tear down the walls. Is anybody tracking with me? Okay. Living room, atmosphere, Justin actually spoke that one to you guys, remember that one? Um, Family, who would like to feel like they are a part of family? Amen, I love that. And then Josh had one where he saw ice, so, ice, <laughs> sorry Josh, but there was actually a rock on top of the ice, so um, if anybody feels like they have something they can share with them like it can come together, um, I love that he listens and he's not afraid to say it, that's what I got out of that, boldness, who wants boldness, all right, amen, um, yeah, I want to do this too, and this is what I challenge them, close your eyes with me real quick, Father, I ask you to put a person in our mind right now in our life that we have the power to love well. And then, and then encourage us to be bold with that person. I'm actually asking him to put the name or face in your brain right now. I don't want you to move forward until you have a little bit of something. Father, you've put us on this planet to be the conduit, the carriers of the gospel to the world. The world or the people in our lives. Who in our life right now? We can't do everybody at once. Who in our life right now, today, can we do one thing for good? Well, put the names in our brains, hearts and minds. Amen? Did God give you like a face or name? Raise your hand if he did. Oh, snap. The world is about to change. Do something with it. For real, do something with it. I had my person. I already met with her and prayed with her. All right, I'm going to move forward. The time Nazis are like, hello. I'm not going to rush through this though, if that's right with you guys. Um, So we've been praying through these pots for continued unity as we grow. So we have grown and not just surface related growth, not just people and chairs. Again, that's not how we measure success. That might be how some places do it. I've never counted once and I will not count. Not because you don't matter, but because you matter too much to me. So how have we grown? Our ministries have grown. Our capacity to impact Smyrna has absolutely grown. Our ability to love people well has grown. Our um, name in this community as being a church who serves has grown. Our staff has grown. Um, Our heart to love people has grown We have grown numerically. I know that because a month ago, somebody had to buy us 40 chairs, which are now in the room. And we're fuller. We're tearing down these two walls soon. That's as big as we're ever going to get in here. We're never going to go bigger than that. It's just pointless. But if you know anybody that can do that for cheap, I'd like to have their number from you after service. Um, It can't just be random guys, though, right? That's not how it works. That's this falling in and us, me being in jail. So that'd be a good ministry, though. I could be like Paul. I'd rather not be like Paul in that scenario, though. I'd rather just have somebody who knows how to take that, take that out. The idea for you guys to know is to push the sound booth into that wall and to take out those two walls, and we'll fit about 100 more seats. And if we get bigger than that, we're going to plant a church. We're not going to grow massive, right? So um, so yeah, God is like, we're growing. It's, and, and with growth, like there's the opportunity for division always because there's more people, right, and more ideas, and more, this is what you should do, and more, this is how it should be, and even more, this is how it should be, like in a good way, right? Like, that's just life, right? We're all different. We all come together. We all want things. So unity as we grow. I'm just telling you, you might think if everybody in here would worship loud, that would be the way to reach the city. You might think if everyone would stop coming here and go serve that would be the way to reach the city. I promise you, the body of Christ and strength in it is what makes that happen. It's why he prayed his longest prayer and his last prayer in John 17. We talked about last week. That we would be one as he is one. Because when that happens, we are able to allow his blessings to come through his body. We are called him, the body of what? That is us. So for me people will will probably get annoyed with how much I care about the unification of the body. That's why we don't dim all the lights and make it easy for you to sit here and get in your little cubby and worship your God and then head home. Because that is not the body of Christ. That's personal development. But you can do that on your own, right? Do that on your own. There's great stuff. There's way better preachers than me. A click away. There's great worship. A click away. You can do it in your bathroom. I do it in my bathroom. You can sing in your car. Are there any car singers in here? Get some of that. I, I wear it out. I'm, I wear it, do I not wear it out? Even with my kids, I'm like harmonies, I'm hitting them. I always hit a harmony. I don't even know how to do it, but when I hit it, she's always like, all right. Has anybody ever heard me hit a harmony? Yes, yes. But if you start trying to mix parts, it's over. I'm not finding it. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to fight. This is the last week we're talking about unity for a while. We're going to fight for unity. And that doesn't just involve, like, this idea, yeah, unity's good and pleasant. You know, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to be unified. It's not just that. It's not just good and pleasant, right? So last week I mentioned a passage that I want to dive in a little more deeply today, and that's the story in Genesis where Joseph and his brothers are growing together And Joseph has this dream where his brothers are worshiping him, basically, or or doing this to him, right? Who remembers this dream? And he decides to share this with his brothers who are older, which is just, I don't know any scenario where that goes well. And that was from God, okay? There's no scenario where a God dream, two people over you about the the over you people worshiping you is going to translate to awesome. But he does it. And the brothers with the power do what they do. He ends up, he ends up just a long road of being someone's servant. Like crazy, right? And he was right. Like he should have been killed. So it gets to this point, it keeps going. Joseph works his way up. He ends up being over all the food in the land. He has people that are there. He's one of the main guys, right? And there's this passage in Genesis 45. I'd, I'd just like to read to you really quickly, if that's okay. And I'm going to read with you up here. So if you could pull up Genesis 45, 1 through 20, you guys can open in your, on your, and um, your Bible that you all brought with you, um, or that's on your phone, millennials. This is what it said. This, I literally read this this week, and I, I cry, I'm not as much as I want to. That's something I'm really working on. I wish I could cry more. Don't try and make me cry, though. It's not going to work. It's going to do the opposite effect. I'm going to get angry. Just kidding. I'm not going to get angry. Um, but I read this, and I started tearing up. And I, f- I feel like I almost felt the feelings he was having right here. And again, this is after his brothers come back. They, they're trying to get food from the guy who's in charge. They have no idea that he's the guy in charge. His brothers are just there, right, to get the food that they need. There's a famine coming. And this is what it says. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified. They were... You got to get this picture. Imagine that happening. Not only is Joseph like overwhelmingly weeping so loud. I, I crave to weep like that. I really do because something seems so pure about it. It's like laughing. But now his brothers are like, <laughs> Dude, what is happening? What is going on? How are you? How are you there? And I get it um, because they were terrified. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been a famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and grandchildren and your flocks and your herds and all you have. I will provide for you there, because five years of famine are still to come, otherwise you and your household and all who belong to it will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor accorded to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly." Then they threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. Benjamin embraced him weeping again, like this deep weeping, like I crave it. And he kissed all the brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace... This is so key for what I'm about to read you. So this all gets to Pharaoh. When it reached his palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Just real quickly... How easily could he have had all of them killed? And the fragrance of their name now, the ones who abused and harmed him, to his leadership pleases them. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this. Load all your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me, I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. <laughs> you are also directed to tell them, do this, take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. And not only that, but never mind about your belongings because the best of Egypt will be yours. That's a That is... Okay, I feel like I just learned more in that that I maybe could have got earlier, but I didn't. But something about this story is such Jesus to me. It's like the story of Jesus. It's like a prophecy or a type of what's to come. I love how the Old Testament does that. I want to pray right now that our hearts would be moved like this. Close your eyes with me. I'm asking you, Jesus, to move our hearts for those who have destroyed us, abused us, and harmed us to the point where we weep for them so loudly that our neighbors' neighbors can hear us and that pharaohs can hear us, that we look at the people who have harmed and abused us and we stop blaming them and we realize that you had plans all along and that we can be free even now and that we can even hope that they will be blessed. (laughs) That is so good. So Jesus, right now, I know biblically you've showed me that anytime compassion is there, you answer those prayers. Give us compassion for those who have harmed and hurt us. Even give us compassion for those who are just different from us that we don't give time. God, please break our hearts to be your church. Help us to stop bickering about what the best thing is this way or that way or these peripheral things. Help us to focus on the blood that is in the room. It is screaming through the generations at us. Come and dine at the table. You're brothers and sisters and you're different, but you come together. God, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. This, this really moves me because last night a friend of mine called and said, come to the Braves game. And I went and took the three kids and let Sarah stay at home so she could have her alone time. Um, <laughs> Actually, she didn't want to have a long time, but I, we made her. Um, so we're leaving the Braves game early, and this is my daughter, Alethea. My daughter, is she in here? No. no, she's not. That's Nava, but thank you. That's Nava. Um, so my daughter, Alethea is very first child. Very much like, this is how it's going to be. And she's good with that. Um, but sometimes she can like run over people a little bit. She's just little, and she's just, that's part of it, you know. Last night, she walks by one homeless person, and they had a sign, and she's like, Daddy, are you not going to give them money? I was like, well, sweetie, I want to give them money. I don't have any money. Walked by another homeless person. I'm like, she's like, Daddy, are you going to give them money? I was like, "Lathy, I I love that God's working in your heart right now, but I actually don't have money. And then I realized, I have a dollar in my pocket. So by the time we get to the third homeless person, is in tears in tears. And, um, I'm realizing, okay, something's happening here. So I gave her the dollar and I was like, you, you can do whatever you want with that. And so she walked by another person. She's like, I don't want to do it. She was scared. And I was like, you're doing it. <laughs> you are doing it. This, did God put this on your heart? She walks over and she, at, after she handed this person a dollar, she is full out weeping. Like the kind of weeping on the way to the car. Why are people homeless? Why are people homeless? Why do they not have... Where are they sleeping tonight? Where are they living tonight? And this is all happening in her eight-year-old mind. And her, her just everything. Like uncontrollable. Like weeping. like. And God is definitely doing something here, right? Like, and I explained to her, like, well, I mean... She's like, how did they're, where are they going to sleep tonight, daddy? And I was like, I, I don't know. What do we do, daddy? And I was like, well we have to pray and hear from God because we can't help everybody, but we can help. And what do we do? And I was like, well, Lathy, I think it's really important that God is speaking really clearly to your heart. And She was like, I've never heard from God before. And I was like, let's try it. And Lathy doesn't ever want to pray. But in this situation, I grabbed her and I was like, I want you to pray. And she went in. She was like, God, why are people homeless? I want you to show me how to help people who are homeless. What do I do with this dollar? She's going into it. It's the first time I've ever seen her pray with like bold compassion. And then um, I get done, and she was like, sometimes, Daddy, I feel like when God's talking, it's probably just me. And I was like, well, I think you're probably right some of the time, but probably wrong some of the time. And I explained to her how we hear his voice, as she hears his voice, when two or three are gathered, and how we can learn to hear his voice, if we can just... So she said, I think he just told me something. I was like, what did he tell you? And she's like, I'm supposed to create a homeless jar. And they have three jars at home, give, save, spend. And she now wants to add the fourth one, which is a jar for people she can help who don't have money. And that all happened from God, right? Through compassion, right? Like... Can we just clap for that? I just feel like this is awesome. So next week, you're going to see a big box in here that says for homeless people. I'm not going to give her too much tutelage on it. Like, she doesn't have a great plan yet. We're going to pray through that. But if you want to help support, she's, that's her fight. And I'm, I, I can't, this is me being the, like, dad that your kids are always awesome, right? And they're all going to be in the NFL. Um <laughs> I kind of feel like she's going to be doing this kind of thing with her life. Like it feels like something to that. So it, maybe just, not just my kids, but any kids, just encourage them in that stuff. Encourage them that they can hear God, that they can operate in compassion. And, that, and And for her, it was she wanted to be angry at all of us, right? Everybody that wasn't homeless. And that's also the wrong thing. It's use what God's given you and go after it. Do something with it. And people will support that. So anyway, I just didn't plan on speaking that long about that but I did. Um, What if God gave us that kind of compassion for each other in this room? What if we were moved to tears for each other? What if you were honest about the noticeable differences in us in the room and you're just cool with it, right? What if you didn't have to have everybody just like you because you came from John Piper's church or you came from Bethel or you came from St. Bernard's church, or you came from River City or Riverstone. What if everybody doesn't actually have to be like you? And if you don't make them have to be like you, what if we actually become what we're trying to do? Right? It's like when three people sing the same note in a song, it's decent. I mean, I can do that. But three part harmony, right? That's like Goosebumpville. Harmonize. Can we, anybody can harmonize in here? F- Richard. Can you really? We'll, we'll continue this conversation after. cool. I didn't know that. (laughs) Harmony, right? Like if you hear beautiful harmonies, we have so many great voices in our church, guys. And y'all don't even know it. We have people in here that are ridiculously talented. Harmony, like that sounds better than three people singing the same note, right? It's always better. I don't care what you're listening to. You can be a rap song in harmony. You're like, that's pretty good. It's harmonized. We all have a different tone or note, right? If you can value the other note. Man, it's so big. There's a a psalm, Psalm 133. It's called the Song of Ascent. And the reason it's called that is because they would sing it on their way to prayer in the temple. So they would sing these together, and I kind of think they sang them together because you remember what you sing better than what you just talk about, right? You don't believe me. Who can do this with me? I am a C. I am a C H. I am a C H R I S T I A N. And I have C H R I S T in my H E A R T. And I will L I V E E T E R N A L L Y. I am a C. What? (laughs) All right. Okay. Father Abraham had many sons and daughters, and many sons had Father Abraham. Point. Jesus loves me. Ooh, two songs. <laughs> Cort, can, is it cortada? That's a drink. Cantata. But a cortada and a cantata together would probably be beautiful. All right, one more. Um, <laughs> I don't know that one. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. 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 Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Amen. Okay, we've done enough. (laughs) The point of this is the Song of Ascent was because I think this was still true then. And when you sing these songs, you remember them. And certain things are important to remember, right? Certain things, like what's in this content, is important to remember specifically because they're on their way to pray. And what's prayer for? It's for involving God and asking him, what are you wanting to do? And so they're asking them to sing a Song of Ascent about unity on the way to seek God, because without it, you won't receive what God has. That's very important. That's very important. Disunity, nothing good comes out of that. So that's why in Acts, when you see these crazy radical things happening, it's following crazy radical unity. Crazy radical unity, and they were all together in one accord, and then crazy... Flames of fire were over their head. That's in the Bible, guys. Over their head, right? After they were all in one accord. What if we are all in one accord here? Man, what if this, what if just our body, just our little body for Smyrna, if we're all in one accord and we fight for unity, what if that happens? What is, what is our song to this city? I'm not trying to be John Piper. He's awesome. I'm not trying to be Bill Johnson. He's awesome. I promise you. I want what God wants for us here now in this city. I'm not trying to copy anybody. I want for here now because y'all are different and they're different and we need to hear God for them because we carry the kingdom and the gospel. We are the conduit. It flows through us to these people. So we better be in tune. We better be unified. A fighting body is the worst way, the worst way to spread the gospel. If you can fall in love with one another and let a harmony, let somebody's high note be a high note. Quit trying to make them sing your part, dude. Come on. Let them be their own people, even if it's different. When During worship, we have people clapping. Get over it. We have people sitting over here that don't want to talk and just want to sit there. Let them do it. This is the body, right? This is the body. Fall in love with one another. Parts come together. And then when people are passing by, they hear it. And they remember that tune, right? They remember our tune. The Bible talks about it as a scent. In Psalm 133, we produce a smell. I hope to God it is a beautiful smell. Do you smell in here today? I added a little um, interactive element a little blueberry pumpkin. Who's digging that? Raise your hand if you're digging that. There's always somebody that's like, my skin is itching right now. I am allergic to smells. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to read this psalm. Psalm 133. I absolutely love this psalm. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured out out on the head, running down on the beard. This is a hipster psalm, by the way. <laughs> running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon, I still don't want to say that, I'm sorry, somebody's going to be like, you really should know how to say that, You're like, Hermon, Herman, Hermon, <laughs> We're falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life forevermore. I'm just going to jump into a few things. I love how God shows us something familiar. Good and pleasant. We know what good and pleasant is, right? I know what good is and pleasant is. That's good. I know what unity is. That's great. Like I can get that. It doesn't stop there. Then it takes our mind to a couple things we're clueless about, really. It's like the oil running down on the beard. Like, in, and some of you already know because you've studied, like I have. It's it's what it's trying to do is take you from what you know. Like, I know unity's good. To stretching you into thinking, no, actually this is where you want to stay? Come over here. It's more than that. It's more than just good and pleasant, right? It's more than just, come on. He's pulling you over here. It's like oil being poured on the hair and beard of a hipster onto his robes. It's pointing to some things. In the Old Testament, the only people who had oil poured over their head were priests, being anointed for ministry. Aaron, His sons couldn't even do ministry until they did this. They weren't even allowed to do ministry. It produced a smell so strong that when this person would walk by, people would know they're on their way for ministry. They're on their way for ministry. Oil here represents anointing. How good and pleasant it is. It is like being anointed for ministry. And all you guys that come from Spiritfield are like, amen, anointing. Anointing. <laughs> My dad back there's like, "Woo!" I want to be anointed for ministry. I want to have a special this is you, do your ministry and I want to know that it's his job now. I'm going to be a conduit. I want to but that happens through unity. How good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters the body to be unified. It is like oil being poured on the beard, down on the robes. It is also like the dew of Hermon to Mount Zion. Hermon was higher. Mount Zion was lower. Mount Zion was the holy place. Do, if you want to just get, it it involves refreshing. It's about refreshing. It's about being softened, things being softened to be able to grow. It's about hearts being softened to hear from the Lord. How good and pleasant it is for unity. It is like refreshing. I'm totally preaching right now. It is like refreshing, and it is like hearts being softened to receive from the Lord. So what is this psalm saying? Unity in a body pro- provides an avenue for anointing for ministry, people being sent out to love people well, and for people to be refreshed. The biggest thing this passage miss- misses, the very biggest thing this passage misses in our in what we translate is three times it says, It descends upon. It descends upon. It descends upon. So all of these things, refreshing, anointing, is going from top to bottom. Do you remember back in in the, the, the passage I read you first, Genesis 45, when he says, even your kids can come here. Even your children and your grandchildren will come here and have the best of this land. When you fight for unity... When you suck it up and love people well, and you stop thinking it's about everybody knowing your way, when you do that, you're passing to your family and your kids and our kids refreshing, anointing, and life forever. Everybody say forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. So... Why do we fight for unity? Why do we talk about it more than you're comfortable with? Why are you like, shouldn't we be preaching on some kind of like cross message? I do believe the salvation of Jesus is huge. It's like that's the beginning point, but it's not everything. Life happens after salvation, right? This part's big. In this room, the body, we grow together, right? Salvations happen out there. They can happen in here. Amen? But this is the body of Christ. We grow together. So, my challenge to you, please. Don't just sit on, yeah, unity is good and pleasant, right? Be stretched to the point where you have to say, what does oil have anything to do with this? Show me, Lord. What does do have anything to do with this? Show me. Be stretched from the familiar to the unfamiliar and realize that in that process, he is going to bless our church and your family. Does that make sense? So big to me. So big. It should be so big to all of us. Because it provides life for, and the, and the blessing is commanded. He commands the blessing, life forever. That's just a picture of the kingdom, right? In the kingdom, life forever, no death, right? Complete unity, life forever, that can happen now. Life now, kingdom now. When we interact with anyone, we have that in us. We have life forever in us. And it's better together, guys. Man, I'm so, I'm so ready for a generation of Christians to let their identities fade into the body so that Christ has to take all the credit. We don't need any more. Billy Grahams, he's great. I, I love him. He did some good stuff. We just need a body, healthy body, to love people well. We don't need a figurehead. We don't, I promise. We need people who will fight being a figurehead. We need people who will step away, Right? Who is Aaron if not the one who would step to the plate when Moses wouldn't? He's mentioned in this passage. I'll do it. All right. I wasn't chosen, but I'll do it. Right? Let's step up to the plate. Let's unify. Man, let's fight for unity. We're going to grow. It's evidently happening. We're not trying to make it happen. God is blessing our church. We're going to need you guys. Like Some of you are really new. Some of you are not. We need you to fight for unity. When things happen and people come in, you're like, this is so different. You know, in the beginning when there was 11 of us and we could sit around and sing Kumbaya and like just give each other hugs for an hour, that was awesome. It's easy. We knew everybody. That's not the way this is right now. We need you to fight for unity with us. Go after people. You see someone that's alone or different, be with them. Be Jesus, Emmanuel Jesus to people. Does that make sense? I don't know what I'm doing now. Don't perform, don't be fake. That's my big question. Don't perform, don't be fake. Unity is not about being fake. It's not Uniformity is like this, right? It's all singing the same part. That's uniformity. We're not trying to do that. I want you guys to be yourselves. Be honest. Be transparent. Don't pretend like you're more than you are. If you struggle, you struggle. Unity is not about being perfect. It's about being real and about accepting people. Let people have a space. Let people have a space. I want people to have a space. I'm so lost. It's good though. It's a good lost. So we're going to fight for unity. RCC has a future, guys. I'm beginning to realize this. At first, as a church planner, you're like, God, just help us to get past year one. This is so scary and big. I've really stepped into this thing now where God has actual good, big plans for our church. Then don't involve me being famous. To me, at the end of this, I still feel like I will be a relatively unknown human being, and I am so happy with that but I do know that he has called our church to do some things. We're going to have a scent. We're going to have a song. Right? Let's go after it together. Let's include people. Make sense? Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to end again this week with one thing. Um, Julia, if you guys want to come up. Um, we're going to sing together. Right? Song. Song of a scent. Singing together. I am a C-H-R-A-S-T-I-N. When we sing together... I'll just say this to you. Here's where I would pressure people. I love singing together. I love worshiping together. I want us all to worship crazy. Some of us are not there. But we can sing together, right? Right? You wouldn't be the person at the happy birthday party for a kid. You'd be like... <laughs> Let's just sing together. And some of you are like, I'm still not singing, Josh. Sure, you can stop. But. So if you would all stand to your feet. We're gonna join together, and I want you to feel comfortable with this. If you wanna put your arm around a friend, if you wanna grab somebody's hand, hug your wife, the body of Christ, we're gonna sing a song together, immediately following the song. They're gonna go into a ministry time song. If you would like prayer for anything in your life, we're gonna have people available over here and over here, okay? So Father, we ask that you would totally unify our body. Give us a scent and a song that's beautiful. Help us to go from just good and pleasant to fighting for anointing and refreshing. I pray that Jesus would throw us on one another to mutually encourage and mutually serve one another. So as we sing this song, God, unify. Sing with your whole hearts, guys, that we want this. So, Father, as you close us out, uh, I just want to challenge you guys. If if the name or face at the beginning of when I was speaking happens to be a person in this room, I want to encourage you to be bold and go pray with them or speak with them or, or talk with them. If you have any crater, hole, or anything that you feel like you're yearning for connection to pray with you, don't leave here without it. For everyone else, Father, I pray that as we go, you would bless and keep us. You would make your face to shine upon us, God, and that we would be your children and walk as sons and daughters in Smyrna and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.